0: Hello and welcome to the podcast called This Our Johnny Domino. Uh, If you've not listened to it before, it's a bit of a strange one. It's just me and my brother listening to music that we recorded a long time ago that has lain mostly forgotten
1: and just chatting about it, really. If you've ever tried to wangle some sounds out of a knackered old 4 track cassette recorder using borrowed instruments and a crappy microphone, you may have some idea of the kind of thing you're about to listen to.
0: Okay, so hello everybody. Um, I'm Giles, and this is Steve. Hi there. And as usual, we're going to listen to three songs that we recorded, and we're going to just have a chat about them, really. Mostly, we haven't really listened to these songs for a long time, so that therein lies the uh, excitement of the podcast, really, because we're Mm -hmm. kind of reacting to stuff that we've kind of forgotten about. and whether it's good or not, isn't really that important, really. It's kind of just a way of getting back into
1: thinking about stuff that we used to do and having a chat about it. Mm. Would you agree, Steve? I think that's cool. We are enjoying it a lot, and it's been a long time since we've done any music together, and it's just nice to kind of go back to a, a simpler time when we lived with our parents. And we had very few responsibilities, if any, and we just used to hang out with our mates and record songs and all the songs that we are talking about in this podcast are all songs that mostly went under the name of Johnny Domino, which was the band name that we came up with for the four-track recordings that we used to make. Yeah,
0: but we've been lots of bands, done lots of stuff, yeah. haven't we, musically?
1: We have, we never learnt.
0: Yeah, but it's been nice, because people have kind of got in touch with us and stuff since we've been putting stuff on this podcast. So it's mm. been nice to hear from people, and hopefully that will continue, really. But we've had some uh, some good reactions, some positive reactions from people. One of my favourites is from my youngest son, who said, "I like the podcast, but your music shit." Thanks, and which was nice. And then from our father, who said, when I asked him what he thought
1: of it, he said, "I lasted five minutes." Yeah, which made me which
0: made me laugh as well. To be honest,
1: he said to me, "I lived with it." Yeah, he's put all with
0: us banging on about music for a few years, and So it's probably, it's probably not for him really.
1: No. He's amazingly patient with talk of the music of his grandchildren, though. It's like, it skips a generation, doesn't it? It does. Really? Do it
0: does. It always does. I reckon that's just the way it goes. But yeah, maybe, maybe we'll play some of their music one of these days. Yeah. See what he makes of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Too much swearing. Yes. Well, at least, at least, at least we didn't swear that much. There's a bit. There's a bit. The, new, the new generation like to do swearing, don't they?
1: They do. They're kids.
0: Yeah. I wonder if there's any swearing in the tracks that we've got today. The first one is called Johnny Miller's On The Case, which is not one that I've listened to a lot, but the title is kind of interesting because we were in a band called The Miller's before Johnny Domino, so I think that's probably
1: where that's coming from. Mm-mm. So, And we should play some Millers one of these days. Yeah, and with the Millers, we had a bass player whose name was Johnny. <laughs> he was. He was Johnny Miller, wasn't he? He was Johnny Miller. I was Steve Miller, obviously.
0: Yeah. I don't think the song is about Johnny Miller, though. Not that Johnny Miller, anyway.
1: No, but you did, you did pick the names, though, didn't you? You picked a, a couple of names that were kind of resonant with people around us. I've often is thought it? that.
0: Maybe it is about Johnny Miller. I tell you what he's a good guy, Johnny Miller, but I do remember where he did an entire gig he, then he turned around to turn the bass amp off and then he turned it on because it had been off the entire gig it, it
1: was quite a busy gig as well.
0: that was a classic it was a
1: hometown gig and, and uh, a lot of people there and it was very bass light <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was like it was like yeah, it was the um, Sid vicious School of uh, bass playing really was yeah.
1: Yeah, unwittingly, but... Um, yeah,
0: so it was good. So, yeah, Johnny Miller's on the case. The, the other thing, I think on the case was a phrase that Brian used to use quite a lot. Was it? Yeah, he said, like, on the case, on the case.
1: Was that in a kind of skeezing for cuties type sort I of know, way? It
0: was just like getting on the case kind of thing. You know how you had
1: that weird language? Oh, yeah, yeah. You used, to you, used to say, you used to use the phrase on, on the case quite a lot. Wow. Well, maybe if Brian listens to this, he can put us right. I'm not entirely sure about that, but it does. It's how I remember it. Mm-hmm. I remember him using that
0: word, that phrase quite a lot, and sort of saying, "When you're on the case, you're kind of like you're, you're getting onto it. You're getting you're getting into whatever you're doing." You know. Yeah. Let's have a listen to Johnny Miller's "On the Case."
2: Hey there, I'll tell you again, I like.
0: going to stop it actually okay what's going on with the drums on that one because it's like i'm i'm quite i'm quite taken with the drums i can't remember who did the drumming on that but what's going on is it just the drums? are the drums staying the same all the way through or are they changing on the chorus
1: no and i like the way you're saying you're quite taken with the drums it's you you're playing the drums yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 i'm playing the acoustic guitar and you played the drums at the same time so we that's basically one track is the acoustic guitar and the drums i think no maybe not maybe i had a track each i'm not sure and you mostly stayed the same throughout i don't know when we overdubbed the cymbal because we were neither of us good enough on the drums to be able to do floor tom snare and ride cymbal or whatever yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's it. I think that's it. I think it's the ride symbol on the chorus yeah. that's kind of getting me, that I'm liking, I'm appreciating it. Yeah, that might have been me. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> it's it's a good addition, isn't it? Because it yeah. kind of, uh, it, what's it doing, Steve, musically?
1: It's lifting it. It's giving it a little bit of, yeah. you see, I'm going to sound like one of those dodgy engineers that kind of just gives it a little bit of shimmer, a bit of stardust. It's all right, you can do that. It's that kind of thing. It gives it a bit of a vibe. yeah. It's yeah. warm, it's punchy. And then the bass is quite nice. You play the bass, are you? Yeah, I'm literally I'm using all the chords. Mm. I, I am Guitar George. I know all the chords. Mm. It's ridiculous how many chords are in it. I, I don't, I mean, it's not exactly complicated. It's not like Wagner or anything, but you know, it's, it's not for, You know what I mean? But for like a, a little lo fi indie pop song, there's a lot of, a lot of chords in it. I like the the fact that it's getting towards the end of us recording songs, just the two of us. And I was starting to get quite obsessed with recording things as cleanly as possible. Mm. Because I I think at the time I wanted to prove the fact that even if you're recording on a cassette-based four-track recorder, Mm. you could still make it sound good. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I went too far. I'm not sure. What year was this? That would have been 96... Yeah, I'm trying to think what we were listening to. Probably the same stuff that we're listening to now. No, I mean, you know, what
0: was because there's—I don't know. There must have been something where we were trying to go for with it.
1: Mm. See, that would have been a good thing to think about in advance. But because I'm—I'm drawing—I'm <laughs> drawing a blank. I'll be honest. Well,
0: let's—well, let's put the song on again. Let's put the rest of the song on, okay, and okay. We'll, we'll talk about the lyrics. Yes. <laughs> To any listeners that don't actually know uh, me and Steve personally, one thing I think is that you probably need to know is that we are both bespectacled and have yeah. been for a while. Uh, so any comparisons with another band that's made up of two bespectacled
1: brothers has always been quite gratefully received by us, doesn't it, Steve? Absolutely, particularly if if the the bespectacled brothers happen to be Scottish. <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and that, and that ending of that song does make me think a bit of those chaps, the Proclaimers. The Proclaimers, yes, yeah. It's like the indie Proclaimers from Hell, isn't it? That ending.
1: Yeah, I, the, my my vocal in particular, it's a rare vocal performance.
0: Yeah, I like it. It's good. It's good. I like the ending. It's good. It 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 makes me. It cheers me up. That that song does, and uh, it's got, I think, lyrically. Let's oh, yeah. talk about it. Mm. I just noticed the line, I miss the soft spikes. And I and I started thinking about that. What am I on about there? I miss mm-hmm. the soft spikes, right? All I could think of, and I can't remember specifics, and I know it is annoying. I always have to keep talking about, like, my love life. But I think what I'm thinking about there is liking the kind of aloofness of somebody to the point that they're being quite aggressive. I've always been quite into that, really, thinking about all of my uh, romantic entanglements in my life.
1: So that that bit kind of rings true, definitely. I thought it was a reference to that kind of artificial grass that they used to have in green <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't think, yeah. I think it's more poetic than that, Steve. Well, that's uh, nice. That's nice. Yeah. I hate to sort of bring it back down to earth. I carry yeah. Yeah.
0: I do I do quite like that. actually no I don't like fake grass anyway predictions to, of the future also in that middle section uh in the future no women no men absolutely it's a gender critical theory yeah don't need to say any more about that really and then the next line uh no sex no money no jobs yeah um, that I was thinking specifically I think about the Woody Allen film sleeper oh yeah because do you remember do you remember the orgasmatron in sleeper yep yeah, yeah. 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 So they they just all they basically climb into a machine. Yeah. Instead of having sex, they just climb into a machine that looks like kind of a, a portable toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and they just spend like is it like a like fifteen seconds in there?
1: No, it's not even that. <laughs> if I remember <laughs> rightly the sound effects were something like uh, 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 and that was it. It was kind of
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. It's really funny that bit. And then they come out come out looking all
1: bedraggled. No, it's they great. cut out or do they come out and just sort of like, you know, wipe their hands and go, right, okay, next? No, I think Woody Allen comes out looking can be Yeah, out. I think well, everyone, else is,
0: everyone else is kind of just like treating it like it's routine kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, no one has a job or anything. Like. Yeah. Well, actually, they do have jobs. Anyway, uh, anyway, it's a good film if you haven't seen it. I think I might go and watch it again. It's made me think about it. And then New Food Technology. I don't, yeah. know, what, don't know what I was thinking about there. Probably doesn't taste very good. I think maybe thinking about like just eating pills instead of meals or stuff like that. Yeah. And then turn on the television, 1980. Right. So I guess what I'm sort of saying there is uh, it all just goes back to the 80s style. I don't know. There's lots of aesthetics now, aren't there, where people are into like 80s style stuff. Oh, yeah. It's all over the place, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it weird that you like when you live through it, Mm. you're sort of like, you're kind of immune to it, aren't you, when it comes back? Absolutely. Anything
1: else you want to say about Johnny Miller's On The Case? No, I mean, you got very excited about the drums when we were listening to it then because we were talking.
0: I yeah. was trying to, at the beginning, explain why I like the drums, right? right? And then, while the song was playing, you explained very well why I like the drums. So can you now explain to the listener what it is about the drums that is okay. good? Okay,
1: okay. Well, on the verse, it's very rigid. It's on the one. It's like, boom, ting, ba ding, dum ding it's like one two three four and then on the chorus you don't play the ones or the threes
2: and
1: then the ride comes in and it's hammering on the ones twos and threes and fours so that's kind of playing on the beats but then the uh the the bass drum is syncopated. You know, we grew up listening to The Police.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Stuart Copeland never played on the one. No. Very rarely played on the one. So it's that kind of like it gives you a little bit of a skip at the start. And there's a few Tom wait songs, like um I think there's a song called Time, which has got a drum beat. It's like dum, dum, ch, dum, dum, ch. never yeah. plays the one, never plays yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. But it just gives it a bit of a skip.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's, I don't know. That's the thing that I was yeah. noticing. So thank you for explaining it.
1: That was cool. Okay. Hi, this is present day Steve coming on to school, Pastime Steve. The song I was thinking of was not Time by Tom Waits. It was Gun Street Girl, also from Rain Dogs, but a completely different song that sounds a little bit like this.
2: Falling James and the Tahoe
1: so please enjoy the rest of this episode
0: right shall we get into the next one let's do it this next song that we're gonna have a listen to we have listened to it a bit recently because this is called JD stomp and this is the music that we use as the intro music for this podcast so um we'll get into that and listen to the whole thing
1: yeah the thing about this one this is another example of me. I seem to remember it was an evening. I was very bored. And occasionally you sort of like you get a keyboard sound, which is just stupid. And the synth that I had at the time was the Casio CZ3000, which is a digital synthesizer, but it kind of worked like an analog synthesizer. Mm -hmm. And it had lots of really weird presets. A lot of the sounds on here are presets. And there's an accordion. Mm. Who, whoever wants to play an accordion on a synthesizer. Well, on that particular night, I decided I was going to record, not quite a polka beat, but it's kind of like a umpa. It's an umpa beat, isn't it? And mm. Mm. and then to like a twelve-bar blues standard chord movement, and then I just decided to just keep going with it. Mm. As I say, it's just a way to pass the time. Let's get into it, man. Let's go for it. Die vokalischen Laute i feel like we need to actually before we get started is talk about the german voices on the start, uh, this is this is again is another recording that I liberated from my university recording library, and you translate it as the vocal sounds, is it?
0: Yeah, it's what it is. It's like a it's a like a language analysis tape or something. Yeah, and it's like something to do. It, it's either the vocal sounds or the vowel sounds, I think.
1: Yeah, and I just I just looped. Well, I didn't even loop. I just fed them in one at a time. And recorded them one by one and occasionally i get st- i got stuck on the r sound the rolled r sound mm-hmm. 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 and there's another one that's eh. eh. and I, ju- I just thought it was funny
0: it is funny it is, so it is this, funny. it makes me laugh now so i don't know why you didn't leave it on the intro music of the podcast
1: to be honest it's too long for an intro by the time the music kicks in, we've already wanged on about trying to explain what the podcast's about, and then we have a little bit of a theme tune. You gotta you gotta crack on I just want to hear die, die and laute. Well we're gonna hear it now with some wacky accordion underneath it. Good. Die and laute. <laughs> Beautiful thing, that is. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was recorded on four tracks. Right, okay. Do I need to go into the theory of the four-track recording mechanism? <laughs> if you want it. <laughs> I'm going to give it a bit of a go, right. So imagine that you are looking at the the tape part, the actual brown tape of a cassette, okay? Now, you have to imagine that there are four tracks on it, right? Now, when you play it normally, side A, you've got left and right, side B, you've got left and right and the tape head only plays two of the tracks at one time. Four-track recorder works by having all four tracks. You can record them separately. Mm. You can play them all back at the same time. So record
0: on both sides of the tape simultaneously.
1: Absolutely, going in one direction. So you can't flip it over and record on the other side. You can record one side of the tape. Right. One thing I was always pretty much against was this technique called bouncing, which is where you would have, say, Bass and drums recorded separately and a rhythm guitar track recorded separately as well. So you've got three tracks full, but you want to record lots of other instruments. So what you would do traditionally is you would do a rough mix of the bass, the drums and the rhythm guitar and bounce them onto the remaining fourth track, Mm. opening up tracks one, two and three for you to record some more faffing about.
0: Mm, but there's a compromise there, though, isn't there? Because you lose quality.
1: And also the mix elements are baked in, so you can't do anything with them after that. Mm. So, I didn't do that very often on this one. I don't know why. I I literally have no idea why I went to so much effort with this stupid bit of music because there's mm. there's a drum machine part, there's an accordion part, there's effectively a bass guitar part, is me just playing on the bottom string of an electric guitar. There are two guitar tracks. So there's a, the bassish guitar track and there are two guitar tracks. There's an organ solo. There's that weird um oh god, what's the guy called? Oh Del Shannon. The Del Shannon bit at the end of doo 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 that bit. and then you've got the dictaphone track. Which, it, which you you supplied. That's my
0: sole contribution to
1: that piece of music. But I think it, it added something. It certainly did. It's evocative for me of all the times we went to a pub in Derby called the Blessington Carriage. It's notorious and or legendary, depending on your age and or viewpoint. But we did spend a lot of time in there. Yeah,
0: and there's some recordings definitely on that track which were made at the Blessington carriage, I think. Particularly
1: the bit where our friend Rich goes, here we are again. Yes. Because even though he would say, do you want to go to the Bless, we would all complain about going to the Bless again.
0: Yeah, there's some good stuff on there. Mm. Um, what else is there on there that's a uh, dictaphone? A um, bit of singing from you, I believe. I think I was trying to invoke Janis Joplin there. I was getting into the old ball and chain. mm. Yeah, not entirely successful, but it, it kind of melds into that weird Del Shannon keyboard bit that you do mm. quite well, I think, because it, it's kind of wobbling, and then, you, then you've then got that wobbly keyboard sound coming.
1: So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I fully stand by my edit that I use for the the opening of the podcast, but I do like the, uh, the German vowel sounds or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. It's quite weird when you think about it that maybe
0: uh, back then – you sort of preempted the fact that at some point in our lives we might need some kind of intro music. Yeah, everybody needs a bit of intro music at some point, don't they? So you, you know, you you obviously thought, well, we're going to need it at some point somehow. You see, so wait, there, you, there s- you go.
1: I'm going to write it. Okay, but as you say it, I've got a montage of the start of a film, and I'm trying to imagine someone going to work, walking down the street. Listening to that bit of music, I have no idea what sort of film that would be, or what sort of character that would be. I don't know. We'll have to think about that one.
0: But I, I think it would be a pretty nice day. You'd be, you'd be pretty happy. I mean, it would be, uh, it'd be sunny. Uh, it'd be one of those. It'd be one of those occasions when you're walking down the street, or you're getting on your bus, or whatever, or you're driving in your car, and you're looking out the window, and you are sort of thinking, "Hey, I like that tree." Hey, look at that person at the bus stop. They're all right. Today's going to be a good day. Today's going to be a good day. That's the kind of
1: scene I'm imagining myself,
0: really, when I listen to it. So that's good, right?
1: That's remarkably positive for us. I like that. Yeah, good. (laughs) Right. So the last one that you've chosen is a track called Reader in the Poster Girl. Mm. Now, again, this is another of the many recurring themes of this podcast is you and me, we were both faffing around doing a bit of music and you came up with a, I, I probably thought it was quite moronic keyboard bit. <laughs> thank Thank you so much. No, no, look, it's going to get good. Believe me, it's going to get good.
0: This is what I, this is what I have to deal with on a regular basis. I mean, people, people kind of go get the impression that oh yeah they're, they're brothers they get isn't it great they, they work together you know they get on with each other so well as brothers it's you know they're in, they're in a band they've always gone and they both wear glasses and they both yeah. actually I have to put with that all the time.
1: Have you finished? Yeah sorry right. The point is I kind of went along with it and it's another example you heard something that I didn't hear. Because we played it for however long this this song is. We put a beat down to keep us in time and we played I'm on the acoustic guitar and you're playing the keyboards at the same time. And it's, it's one chord and this, I can't think of another word apart from moronic keyboard bit. And we did that for however long the track is. And then we overdubbed some drums and some electric guitar on top and the vocals. And it's I think it's a really good recording. The whole point of me saying that is you heard something that I didn't and you were right and I was wrong. Okay. Well, this is
0: good that we've got to that point because at the start of that little bit that you said, I was glowering at the microphone and, and feeling quite offended with the use of the word moronic. But by the end of it, I was kind of embracing the fact that it's – I mean, I think the Stooges are moronic, right? You yeah. can use the word moronic for, for the Stooges.
1: Yeah. Right, and I like the
0: Stooges. They're like one of my favorite bands. Oh so, well, yeah. yeah,
1: and that's the thing. I think I tend to over-intellectualise music a little bit, yeah. and try and think, oh yeah, let's try and write something groundbreaking. You know, no, let's not. Let's just do 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 do. I can just picture you doing it. Mm. I can just, can just picture you playing that little yeah. keyboard bit. All pleased with
0: yourself. I want to, I want to listen to this one. I think what people need to hear when they're listening to this one this is probably one of our most loose and more in unhinged recordings of music right and i really like it because of that okay so let's get into that
1: and there's a lot of unhinged stuff in the vault just so you know
0: i think this is more unhinged in terms of your guitar player though it's mm, like yeah. really it's loose as hell I'm gonna just say something. If you if you were listening to that like quietly on your headphones while you were doing something else, just go and find a way of playing it on a stereo and turn it up quite loud. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll quite enjoy it.
1: Yeah. And going back to the the fact that you can hear things that I couldn't, that I had I had a quick look at the, the track information. We went on for four and a half minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I must have started to go along with you a little bit because most of our songs at this point were about two minutes long mm. and it's one chord and yeah. a, a daft keyboard bit and that was the first yeah. bit that we recorded was just you on keyboards and me on the acoustic and that was it yeah it's good i listened to it the other day and
0: after i had a couple of beers i did dancing in my kitchen so it's i think all of these yeah. tracks are quite groovy that we're talking about today they are. There's a. There's a. I think this is the uh, dance version of the podcast. This is the yeah. dance edition. Yeah, where I think you can you can probably go and uh, have a bit of a have a bit of a dance to all of the tracks, which is which is nice. You got to Sometimes we need to interpret
1: our movements. Oh, what am I talking about? It's nice to be able to express ourselves through our bodies. That's What I'm trying to not say not just not just our mouths. <laughs> yeah. It, sometimes the body lets you down. Sometimes the mouth lets you down. <laughs> and sometimes so, both sometimes both so yeah this song lyrics are basically about it's
0: like me simultaneously hating people who are a bit more conventional than, mm. than me perhaps but at the same time kind of being a bit jealous of them yeah
1: which is you know it's not
0: an original theme I suppose
1: is it based on Come to Sonny Prestatin by Philip Larkin everyone's favourite Hull based miserablest I think it's definitely
0: influenced by it. Yes, yeah. I definitely, I definitely will have read that poem, mm-hmm. uh, so I will have got the f- the poster girl phrase from that. Yeah, definitely. And oh, I, what I will say though, the, the line that uh, that stands out for me that I actually quite like on this song is that when I say yeah, 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 they both know that the world won't end this afternoon. So I think I'm kind of admitting to myself that yeah, they're kind of like. Annoying and a bit vacuous and not as deep as as as, as I think I am, mm-hmm. but they're actually having quite a good time. They're not stressing about the future or whatever. Mm. They're, just, they're just getting on with it. I, I'm not, I'm not entirely like just going being down on them. I'm sort of thinking they've actually got something going quite good, really. Love Island contestants,
1: they're having quite a good time, really. Aren't they? Let's face it. Yeah, I think my favourite line in it. I think it may be actually. My favorite lyric that you ever wrote is um Reader and the Poster Girl where good neighbours become good friends. Maybe the finest thing you ever wrote. Yeah, so original. Yeah. At the
0: end of the song, I think we we basically got I got to the end of my page of lyrics and I thought there's a bit there that at the end that still needs some singing on it. So let's just take the lines from Together in Electric Dreams by Giorgio Moroder and Phil Oakey. There's a couple of lines from the uh, theme tune for Neighbours. And then there's...
1: Don't You Want Me Baby. Humane. Don't You Want Me Baby. Yeah. So yes. all good lyrics and recycled effectively, I feel. I think that you'll find that that is called magpieing. That is what I was doing. The thing I've always liked about that song is the fact that the drums, it's me on the drums, but I am not hitting the drums I'm playing them with my fingers I mic'd it up so it sounds like it's really really loud it does sound like a proper noi class dinger sort yeah. of beat and at that point I had not heard any noi.
0: yeah it's interesting
1: isn't it what you can do really with drums and recording and stuff because mm. uh,
0: it, it does I don't know. I mean, maybe with the awareness of what you just said, if you listen to it, you can kind of tell, can you tell that it sounds, that somebody's just like tapping it with their fingers? I can't, I can't really. I mean, I, I always just listen to it. I think that's somebody like smacking the drums and it's like,
1: it sounds like a pretty good drum. I don't know. I wouldn't have been able to drum for four and a half minutes. No. that beat. no way. I would have been tired. <laughs> you would have been tired,
2: tired out.
1: I think we're at the end aren't we really so shall we shall we yeah i
0: think think i'll do for today yes I'll, i'll try and unpack my thoughts on these carefully curated songs i taking the first one johnny miller's on the case it's a cheerful track there's a lot of chords there that's actually got some pretty decent drumming on it properly properly drummed by me not just with fingers Yeah, with actual sticks. With actual sticks, and it's got the great "Proclaimers from Hell" vocals at the end, and I will definitely listen to it again. JD Stomp, you're going to listen to it again because it's the theme tune. I I should listen to that song every day for the rest of my life, Steve. I love that song. It is my theme tune, right? Our theme tune. I think you need to do a video of you walking along to that bit of music. Right. Okay. That's, that's going to happen at some point. <laughs> and, and then Reader in the Poster Girl. Yeah, it is one of my favorite songs, I think. And I, you know what? I have a dream sometimes when I dream about playing live. I still dream about playing live sometimes. That's the sort of song I would dream about playing live, really, I have to say. And that's a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah. But it's, I, I, I'm ending the podcast on a poignant note. I, that is a song that I would love to play live one day.
1: Wistful, poignant. But with not with finger drums. No, proper yeah. drums. With mo tucker. Yeah, but she's she's all gone a bit wrong. Well,
0: all right, somebody do, somebody doing a mo tucker then.
1: So you can't even have Bobby Gillespie either because he's an arsehole. Apparently
0: so, yeah. We always we always knew that though, didn't you, about him, let's face it. You kind of knew, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah
1: did. The signs were all there. Anyway. Yes, I I think Johnny Miller's on the case is quite nice. I think it's a little bit too clean. I I love JD Stomp. Again, I've got no idea what I was thinking when I recorded, but I'm glad I did. But Reader in the Poster Girl is if it was by somebody else, I would pro- I would listen to it gladly. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not just listening to it because it's us. I think if somebody else had done that song, I would think, Oh, that's a good song. Let's be honest, Steve. If Jonathan Richmond had done that song, <laughs> we would definitely listen to it, right? Oh, would that be great? Yeah. Oh, I'd like to hear that. Exactly. Jonathan, when you hear this podcast, do me a favor and just do a version of it. It's like he's got a real shortage of songs, doesn't he? He's, he hasn't got enough to do,
0: <laughs> right? Uh, I think we're going to okay. go with all of them, right? No, I think I think Reader and the Poster Girl for me is is the okay. one. Well, the JD Stomp's going to be played anyway, so yeah, all right, then we'll go with we'll yeah. go with that. I agree with you. We'll go with Reader and the Poster Girl is going to be the song that we're going to include in our mixtape, probably on side one. Okay. Okay. Right. I think that's the end of the podcast for this episode. I've enjoyed it. Thank you, Stephen. It's been very good. It's been really good. And I hope people will join us again next time for more reminiscences and songs
1: that we made up a long time ago. Again, thank you for listening to the show. If you do enjoy it, please get in touch with us somehow. You can leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. You could visit our pod page website, which is linked in the show notes. You can send comments through that. You can visit us on Instagram, uh, which is a, a lovely resource, which is being manned handsomely by my brother. Just, just get in touch with us. You're making up for the moronic comment there. Thank you. i am trying my best, and then you shoot me down.
0: another thing sorry another thing yeah if you were if you were kind of involved in these recordings or knew us and you want to sort of like maybe say something on the podcast that would be really cool too so get in touch with us and you can maybe be part of it that would be really nice (laughs)